Hey, Matt, what are you drinking? Today, Justin, we've got the Dogfish Head Compelling Gin. How is that going to make us a better drinker? I can't think of a better show that would fit the compelling moniker than one with Yusuf Hawash from Social Distance Drinking Club as our guest in studio. I love me some gin. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I want all of your listeners to think that I actually flew out here just to do this, but unfortunately I had to spend an exorbitant amount of money to go to someone's wedding on a Wednesday. See, that's the thing is, so. which is cooler, which is cooler that he came out just for us or that we got this magic moment where this he was out here at the- magic moment. Exactly. Where the same day we're <laughs> doing our first show in like probably three weeks, you're in town. That's how I like to pitch it. I like That's it. how I like to spin it, Yusuf. What do you think? I'd say you. I, I think it's great. I mean, you've you've compelled me in this compelling gin episode that we're doing to actually wear my sunglasses inside. Oh, we're yeah. doing it. <laughs> we're this is our look. Cheers, we're doing guys. Exactly. You guys look awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Gentlemen, eyes. I got to see your eyes. I can't see them through those glasses, pal. There they are. All right, we're good. We're good. This one's got some reflective glasses, sunglasses. Just going with the aviators. I am going <laughs> sunglass free. Sure. These are... These are are they aviators? I don't know if they count as aviators. I think they are. are but they? hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Be a Better Drinker. Coming to you from Studio 212, home of the Soundcasting Network. In studio today, we've got our producer, Keith. We've got my friend, compatriot, and bartender, Justin Freet. And I am Matt James. I am a bartender. And as I mentioned before, in studio, we've got our friend, compatriot, Hello, podcaster. Yes, sir. Yusuf Hawash. It's me. I'm here. Social distance th- drinking club. Thank you guys for welcoming me with a bottle of Jeppesen's Not Malort. At least yes. it was the Jeppesen's bourbon because I was a little concerned when I saw the top of the label that I was going to walk into like a but you who, who's going to shit their pants first party. You saw it was brown, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it, it, but not it drew, at first. It drew your eye. The Jeppesen's label, you know, it's exactly the same. Yeah. Because it was half empty, so when you just looked at it from like the corner, kind of hiding back here, you know, and you see the label, yeah. I was like, Ooh, yeah. what's about to happen? You're like, why does he want to do this? The yeah. label does give me an instant gag reflex. A blend of yes. straight bourbon whiskeys aged a minimum of four years, non-chill filtered. Well, yeah. thank God for bourbon that isn't actually bourbon from Chicago. It ain't bad. Yes, well, <laughs> I, I liked we what Justin said about it. it. Yeah. yeah, Justin said... Uh, First off, he goes, well, that tastes familiar. And it's because <laughs> we've had it before. I mean, like, even though we haven't had it, Technically the Jepsons, had it, yeah. we've had that taste before. It's MGP. And, yeah. Um, but they did it. Yeah. Okay. But, you know. They, but, yeah. No, it's, it's, it isn't, it's it great isn't for the, the price. It isn't the whiskey of Malort. Yeah. It isn't but, the Malort. It's the Jepsons whiskey. And Let's talk more about you, Yusuf. What are, what are you doing up here? I came up Seattle. here for a wedding. The wedding was in Roche Harbor yeah. uh, on a Wednesday. I was not kidding. So, you know, everyone made it super convenient. Yeah. It was a total of 60 people. Um, yeah, Wednesday, you just your whole week's gone. It's gone. Yeah. Get, the, it's the like, okay, the way, okay, it's I, the I, whole week. I flew I, in. I well, like if it's a Thursday wedding or Friday you wedding. Why do you just lie to us and tell it was a Wednesday, then it make it a Friday, and then yeah. we get the whole week to hang out. I, I, I flew mean, in a Tuesday morning and literally... My buddy who drove up from Phoenix because he's a masochist uh, picked me up from the airport. We went straight to Anacortes to the ferry. We got there two minutes beyond our reservation. I'm convinced that the ferry employees let you on, like wait for people to be late so that they can like Say use no. their power. You oh, know? I'm sure they do. They're like, I'm guess sure what? You're two minutes late. You're on standby now. Yeah. You know? and it was, oh, yeah. Human nature. Yes, they do that. Yeah. It didn't wow. make any there sense. People are stoked. But, so we almost missed that ferry. We made it to Roche Harbor. Cute little spot. I like yeah. the views out there. 
you know. It's pretty cool. Really nice $2 million boats. Yeah. <laughs> Harbor. Yeah. yeah. So. Big boats. Yeah. Big. Big, big boats. Big, but, big boats. But in kind of remote, was it your first time in the San Juan Islands? It was my first time on any of the islands other than going, like, taking the ferry to South Seattle. Okay. You know, to, I've never uh, actually got out there. The, the, so. the uh, um, little uh, water taxi to West yeah, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Or, West, or West Seattle. Sorry, yeah, West yeah, Seattle, yeah. that's the one. So yeah, don't, actually, don't insult West Seattle. They will, no, oh man, no, West they Seattle's will be great. mad. No, 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 West Seattle's great. Listen, no. I used to go there to go to uh, Mashiko <laughs> when Chef Hajime was the sushi chef there, but I hear that he's handed that off to somebody. So, Well, I, I will say like West Seattleites Seattle. do not take anything more serious than West Seattle itself. They're and like being this weird, bizarro redhead stepchild of Seattle where it's like, West Seattle is damn uh, enjoyable place to hang out, or I'm sure live. But it's this odd man out or odd entity out. They don't want to be a part of Seattle. They they actually talk about seceding. I, I, I hate, really? I hate to yeah. interrupt so, like, and interject here, but but like, can you really take any place seriously when they have a tiny Statue of Liberty on their beach? Yeah, I know. Because right? <laughs> like that's I mean, like I had a hard time taking them. It, it took it, me a while too. I walked by a tiny a Statue kid. of Liberty, and somebody told me that Elvis once owned a house there. So all I could think about was peanut butter, banana sandwiches, yeah. and a tiny fake Statue of Liberty. Well, you gotta understand that's the only part of, of Seattle that feels like a beach community, you know, a beachfront community at all. Like you can be out there at a certain part of the summer, and it you can forget that you're in. Seattle, for a second, it's the closest we have. No one really goes on swims. But, you know, it's the beachfront. So I know what you're saying, and I agree with you, but it's almost like after you've been here for a little while, you go, oh, the Statue of Liberty is kind of chintz. It's weird and chintzy and kind of sure. why. But okay. And the whole and then the water taxi becomes sort of a treat. You know what I mean? It is, And it is a like, nice view. Everything becomes like charming somehow yeah. by default, which is, I guess, life, right? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the the uh, gin. What are your impressions of it? So, Tell yeah, me about yeah. it. I had. Mm. Let me refresh the palate here. I, I poured a little more into my, my gin because you know I like my mm -hmm. gin with more gin in it. Mm -hmm. I noticed um, that. So it's. What does it say here on the bottle? You've got what? Juniper berries, orange peel, lemon and lime peel, cinnamon, green cardamom. Caught my eye, obviously, with my background in history. You know, cardamom goes in our coffee, like Turkish. I uh, used to, coffee used to yeah, study yeah. about Very, uh, full two uh, quarters of a uh, cardamom. In, uh, <laughs> I have my green cardamom. Get it? Green yeah. card. Libya. Because cardamom is funny. It's so funny. It's a big joke, guys. You don't like green card? Okay, no problem. <laughs> green flag. <laughs> you got, I got coriander seed on this one. You got fear lime leaves. Okay, I'm going to tell you what uh, the only thing that hit me right, like directly in the face and nose. Green cardamom comes it's, up. Uh, it does, and then it's it's the citrus and the kefir lime leaves. Yeah, so, like the citrus is definitely there. Yeah. I'm not getting any cinnamon. Are yeah, you? no, it's really subtle. Okay. Um, and also, uh, when you mix cinnamon with uh, cardamom, especially like green cardamom, um, the cardamom is going to actually take the spice away and make it its own. It's really weird how that works. Wow. This, but, this um, guy, it's yeah. like that's like real thoughts. It's like and real it's facts. like it's like maybe he's made Persian rice before or something. I don't know. I mean, you know, no, he's like an encyclopedia. <laughs> you All know, right. he reminds me of Nell's son, oh little God. man Tate, who was this genius <laughs> child I, who was able to recount everything about the different components of uh, gin, different <laughs> gins. <laughs> but uh, you you know that uh, so this comes from the uh, brewery Dogfish Head. Yes, uh, which they make beer. one of the things that, that, that kind of caught my interest was that it came from Dogfish Head. I didn't realize, I know they were doing some distilling, I didn't realize they had something come out recently. So Yeah, so they started doing this, I think the first time I saw it, and I couldn't find an actual date on when they started distilling. Um, but I think the first time I saw it was about 2011, um, and it was a totally different bottle, 
Um, this is before the merger with uh, Boston uh, Beer Company. It is uh, definitely a more polished bottle, I would say. I wouldn't say I like the label better, but the old mm. bottle looked like a Bordeaux bottle, a clear Bordeaux bottle. This one is squared off. I, it looks like Mrs. It reminds me of Mrs. Dash, which is the label. I don't know why it reminds me of it, but all the different botanicals. Flirting oh, you're talking about there, the yeah, the yeah, actual. Yeah. I'm sorry, not the label, not I was the like, bottle, but the, the label. Yeah. See, I got the I got, label makes me think of Mrs. Dash, yeah. which is an old school uh, Spice, seasoning, seasoning yeah. that has a bunch of like vegetables on. It. In, I got like I got like uh, like off brand Whole Foods uh, tea label. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Day, I can see that. Right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah this is it. our herbal tea for before you go to bed, but it'll help your digestive. So it's kind of generic. <laughs> Let's say that, guys. I, I, it has I'm a not generic a big fan quality of the label. I think they should have kept their old label, which just blue with the dogfish head uh, yeah, that li- uh, good. brand on it. And uh, but so it, that was they... only available in. Delaware, and which is where Dogfish Head is based out of, mm-hmm. right. even though it's named after a uh, point in Maine where uh, um, uh, Sam Caligione. Uh, Cal- is it right? Caligione exactly. or is it Caligione? I, I, I think it's Caligione. I think it's Caligione. Uh, my Italian is pretty poor. I, I remember Caligione? one of my brewery Caligione. friends saying that they tried to to, uh, to use his name to get into a uh, like a craft brew thing that they went to. Yeah. It was like an exclusive party and, oh, they, they, were like, said and they said it wrong and they were like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even say his name right. Yeah. I will never get into that It's like an either. eyes wide shut. Yeah, you got the, you got the uh, password, but what about the secret password? <laughs> Dude, if you reference one more movie, I will beat you over the head with a Jepson's alert. Well, <laughs> listen, as long as it's the bourbon, I don't mind because that stuff ain't bad, guys. And when it breaks over your skull, a little bit of it drips into your mouth and you get a little... Well, how's your father? Now, I have a question, guys, about this gin. Matt, I was looking for this. Did you just say it was hard to find out here or no? Because Not anymore. Not anymore. Not okay. anymore. Because um, you're a big fan of Dogfish Head in general. Yeah. We've talked I, about I like the, their beer. Yeah. Um, they've changed. I feel like they've changed their recipe on their gin. Um, they've got a couple different gins. And I think, uh, obviously, Dogfish Head does a lot with different uh, uh botanicals and uh, spices and herbs um, with their beers. Um, I will tell you the old iteration of their gin was phenomenal. It had a lot of juniper to it and it was uh, a lot of citrus and a lot of cardamom. This one is playing to a more mass marketed type of mm. deal where there's it's, very a lot less juniper, a lot more citrus. It strikes me as gin for the non-gin drinker. Mm. Because I was so, uh, I was just in Spain. I usually go every year yeah. to make it out there. And it, obviously, one of the gin capitals in the yeah. world, right? Yeah. You're drinking G and T's all day. Yeah. And you know, I tried. I think on this last trip, I must have tried probably twenty five or thirty different gins I'd never had. Some with saffron, cardamom as well. This one, I feel like the traditional gin still needs to have that juniper punch. Yeah. And it doesn't have it. I'm going to try this without the tonic because I, I wanted to. I, I suggest that. It's also important to let everybody know that we're using Fever Tree on this one because that, right. that way you're not. It's not like, yeah, it's not like it's Safeway not Select or Kroger or whatever the hell you guys have. Because what you out guys here. are saying <laughs> makes me. The Fever Tree uh, Indian yeah. formula. Um, yeah, premium Indian so, uh, formula. And the reason that I chose to use this is because it's not overbearing at yeah, all. Sorry, this is Jose Andres' tonic of choice. So. So uh, my question for this, there. so you Shout were saying, to, uh, feed I America, thought there was some nice, world. sorry, 
World Central Kitchen. World Central Kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Feeding the world. This guy's great, dude. Yeah, they're, literally, they're, they hit Louisiana immediately. Down in Louisiana. They were already right in now, Afghanistan. Yeah. They have the team in Afghanistan that they're yeah. like helping support. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. I yeah. I actually uh, signed up to volunteer, and I would pay for the flight just to go do something with the World Central Kitchen. Well, I mean, like, like they just got $100 million, so do you have to pay for the flight? They got $100 million? Bezos gave them $100 million. No shit. Yeah. Does he have a restaurant here? Does Jose Andres have a restaurant in no. Seattle? We should yeah. open one. He was, he was uh, supposed to start one, and then the pandemic hit. Uh, There's an interesting lack of buzz about Seattle, by the way, guys. I'm just telling you. So a lot of places that we're going to open up things out here have not quite, uh, what do you call that, broke ground. Listen, here's the thing. This stuff tastes pretty unique, Matt. Mm-hmm. So what I was wondering with the, um, I mean, it's just enough where I really enjoy this gin on its own. But what you were saying was before they tried to make it all things to all people, right? For lack of a better, for it, this is the dogfish that is more mainstream. What we're drinking, <laughs> Yusuf. What do you think of that in terms of being a, a, a contrast to other more mass marketed gins? I don't know. Um, I'm still I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this one, man. And I think just because I don't know if you guys have ever done the traditional warm gin shot. Have you ever been subjected to the warm gin shot? Oh, I love warm gin. Yeah, actually, warm gin. So, like, I so enjoy I just warm gin. One and it's got way we, more bite to it before it hits ice. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, that's the whole idea. Oh, behind it's good though. Cooling anything down. Yeah, it does constrict flavors. So, like, if you that's why a snifter was invented, right? Right, right. So, for so that's a brandy, interesting, you want. Yusuf. And honestly, like, uh, just personal taste, and this really is something where eventually you your taste buds are burned out and all this. But honestly, warm, warm gin with this much flavor, I'm really loving that I'm getting all that flavor. And it's I'm you. I think if it's going to give me something, I'd rather the spirit I drink, at least the first time, be uh, room temperature. Yeah. Because I because I really do love uh, you know high proof whiskeys that are no no dilution no dilution but at the yeah. same time I love vodka soda yeah so it's just vodka doesn't give me anything so I'm not gonna drink it you're allowed to like warm. both but you know exactly yeah but this gin is actually uh uh kind of I mean it's not savory but I think it could lend itself it's got to some things spice that, to it yeah, it's got but, some spice but I I think what they're doing I mean it's you're seeing this a lot in the market, and it's, this market is really becoming sat, saturated. This kind of corner that, um, like your Malfis, um are in. Um, your uh, there's a lot of like citrus forward gins that are coming about that don't have the juniper, like we were talking about, Yusuf. Um, in fact, last yesterday, uh, Citadel's got one. I think Citadel, Citadel usually is a fantastic gin, um, but. And it's really complex, but they just came out with this one called uh, Jardin de Et, uh, Jardin Det, um, which is a really lemon-forward uh, gin. And yeah, I tasted it. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with this, but I think right. there's too much of this already. Right. Is that the which which bottle is it from Citadel? Is it like the the kind of like bluish looking one? Is yeah, that the so, one? so with like the ridges on it. Yeah, so that that's their their bottle, but um, I actually had to look up the name because it was just out of my brain afterwards. I, and the rep who brought it, he was like, "You know, you guys are the gin people." So yeah, that's the one I haven't had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just it, it just came out not too long ago. It's the um, what is it, the, the, the uh, Jardin Jardin Det. Det. Jardin Det. Yeah. Yusuf, are you a, a uh, gin? Je suis désolé fan. to my French friends. <laughs> 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 uh, definitely uh, butcher Jardin. 
<laughs> Are you a gin fan? I am. I'm a huge gin fan. Okay, gin is so my thing. so I have so. a question for you guys. So something like this, I I love gin, but I'm I'm definitely not like. It's not my priority when I think of when I taste things, you know. Uh, so just, if I like it, I like it, whatever. And I usually do tonic and martinis and stuff. Okay, what about this? So the profile is going on with this, or let's say anything you really like uh, right now. That's a gin that has a little bit something that differentiates itself from everyone else. Do you think barrel aging it Ooh, barely means gin, anything to you? It's a hot topic, or there, for me, it sounds very appealing. <laughs> now, now, that's what I'm saying as a it's person. Been, that, it's been done, and that's what I mean. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, and that, that's what I mean. Is like as someone that doesn't doesn't like feel like I can speak with knowledge about gin so much. Whenever I see something that's an old Tom gin, but then also like an aged gin, I go, oh, that triggers my, I, I start getting excited. Like I think it's going to taste more what I want, which it doesn't always do. But I want to know what you think about that. Like, should, does this, is this served best? This is actually, I mean this, like this tastes good. Is it served I mean, best like this or maybe to be rested and th there's, used? There's a, there's a better oak. question here on this one. And I was thinking the same thing. I was going to ask you, Matt, uh, and you just what you think, but. I think this might actually make a killer Ramos. Ramos gin fizz? Yeah, oh yeah. So, well, I mean, like with the Ramos gin fizz, you're putting orange flower water in there and, uh, and you know, saying, like, like on cream top of all and, that. you know, like I'm like, okay, right. yeah, maybe. So, um, does, so does that say, that, does that I mean like, let's mask how bad this is? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> how, much well, of the, how much of the drink is going to mask the actual gin? Because this gin is unique enough. Yeah. I like it, it as a gin and tonic. To be honest with you, I, I like it better as favorite. a gin and tonic by it than I had it by itself or in a martini because I've had it both ways before. This gin and tonic, I think, is nice. really, I think it's good. Um, I sometimes like a lot more juniper to it. Um, but oh, yeah, it's definitely I'm not, not like, high juniper. But I'm I'm not mad about this. It's, what, 3 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon on a uh, Thursday and it's sunny. And Guys, it's like, we've, we've, we've thrown all rules out the window people had a wedding on a wednesday all right yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. don't even hey, worry about it's it it's 2021 there's no you know, there's no I mean, rules. Like, time is a construct hey dave matthews <laughs> can do what he wants yeah exactly um, yeah. guns and roses is touring again like whatever you want to talk about it doesn't matter what day it is or what year it is we're yeah. just we're all new you know world. what honestly guns and roses is doing well they were just in phoenix i couldn't believe it <laughs> I, I saw their show right before the COVID hit. They had a show I about believe. a year before, and it was good. My buddy gave up his Guns N' Roses tickets to do a Malort cocktail competition so he could win it. Whoa. Uh, my buddy, uh, Brandon Casey, who owns Casey's Woodshed in Tempe. Um, nice. Bar down there. He went and entered. I go there every time I'm in Tempe. Yeah, every time. Every yeah. That's time. the place to be, guys, uh, in Tempe. Tempe, Arizona, everybody. If you're out there, shout out to Casey's uh, and, Woodshed. And if you want to give us some money, Casey's yeah. Woodshed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as soon as he can pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> Needs new floors. Yeah, right? <laughs> new, new flooring would be bet. No, but it was really funny. They uh, they actually had a Malort cocktail competition. And I was like, you gave up Guns N' Roses tickets for this? And he's like, the trophy was a toilet, and I won it. <laughs> so... Like an actual toilet or a tro toilet? It was a, it was a toilet, bronze uh, toilet. I on thought a maybe, it was, black, maybe it was. Maybe like it was. Like, I got a crack in my porcelain. Empty bottle of Jepson's Malort and a uh, toilet on top of it. Uh, and uh, and his and his cocktail Malort. was the was the uh, the last ice cream truck in Chernobyl, and he brought a two-stroke engine-powered blender to make a smoothie with Malort. It's a good title. That's pretty hilarious. That's pretty amazing. So. Yeah. All right, oh, all yeah. right, all right, oh, yeah. all right, all right, guys. I think, I think, by the way, two cents. 
Honestly, guys, if anyone wants to use Malort in a cocktail, I think you, like it, it isn't that different than using like Underberg. Oh come on! Don't, don't make don't, don't make that judgment on Underberg. Yeah, no, it really you're isn't make that different. Judgment on Fernet next, because like you and I gonna have words outside. I don't know. I'm gonna say. Have, well, right now I feel talking well, about Fernet. I don't feel that way about Fernet yet, but I will say this: I feel that way about Underberg. I feel like that that Malort can be used in small doses uh, to accentuate a drink. Is, I love. Is he really I love talking this, about Malort like it's a roofie. I love that this goes. <laughs> How this dare. podcast All goes into Malort every single. It's because uh, Malort is the. I squirt, do not bring it up, as they say. Malort's the squirt. That's the new T-shirt, oh guys. I squirt spelled like Ort with two dots over the. It's, the, it's evolved completely. Yeah. No. Let's let's circle um, back but, to Jen uh, though. But, no. No. Really. Really quick. Really quick about the uh, barrel aging. Um, the question that you asked me about five minutes yes, ago okay. and then Sorry, talked about, no, I'm joking. No, no, no. Uh, um, it's funny to me. Um, do I think this would lend well to aging? Yes, I do. Now, oh, the, right on. The, okay. the problem that I, I feel a lot of aged gins have is they're not aged long enough. And yeah. that's, be, and yeah. it's totally, uh, reasonable because guess what? You want to get cash flow. So once you get that color, you're saying, Hey, it's barrel aged. I can sell this, right? Look at blue coat. They've got a age, so blue coat gin, blue bottle, beautiful, um, really good gin, really mineralic, really lends itself well to Same. aging. Their, um, their uh, aged gin is a clear bottle, of course, because they want to show off the color. Exactly. Right? And that is part of the marketing of the whole deal. Now, um, yeah, like I said, most of these uh, gin distilleries that are small, they want to get the most bang for their buck and they'd rather right. age it a little less and get it out there than a little more and right. uh, charge have to charge the same I mean, same amount because that's what where you, the market's you at. Create revenue. I will say <laughs> I will say that one of the coolest spirits I've ever had and it's not available anymore and probably never be able to find I'll probably never taste it again but it's called Liquid Pearls. It's oh. a gin from Scotland that was aged in scotch barrels for 17 years. And you're like, that's scotch. Fuck. No, it's not. It is a mind oh, fuck. That's pretty cool. It dude. is crazy, but Gosh. it's a one-off that will never be done again. Oh, because I would love it to cost too much money man. to do. Uh, I mean, like you're paying taxes for 17 years on something that really that's doesn't have great. much market. So at all. guys, we're talking like an used barrel that is then reused a third time. Or yeah, use yeah, the third yeah, time, yeah. I third time. So first third time, time uh, bourbon, yeah. second time scotch, scotch, third time gin. And for 17 years. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's bizarre and amazing. Yeah. Uh, I would love that. Yeah, yeah. No, that ain't going to happen for me, at least. But n before uh, before we go, because we are running a little long, oh, um, I, I want to know what's going on with the Social Distance Drinking Club. We took a nice little hiatus. Uh, you know, we had, to, we, had, we had to reformat things, and we had to figure out how to rebrand, obviously. Because people were always asking us, what are you going to do uh, you know, after the pandemic? And I'm like, just because the name is Social Distance Drinking Club doesn't mean that Social Distance Drinking Club has to be about social distancing. Right, exactly. Uh, the idea is and continues to be uh, that we will connect people from different parts of the world together online through a live stream or a podcast. Love it. And so that way we can come in and visit people like you up here in Seattle, even though we're from Phoenix or when right. I was in Spain, like go out to Granada and hang out at this amazing gin bar and try a bunch of stuff and just take those photos and videos and then talk about them and connect people with different spots, you know, and like yeah, give them a bit. It's almost, so basically distance. it turns into almost like a travel show. 
Uh, but yeah. the reformat's going to be a little bit different, obviously. People mm-hmm. are going back to their normal lives, so... Uh, you know, live streaming. Kind of, yeah. Live streaming is cool as it is because gamers are live streaming on Twitch. Uh, our target audience is not thirteen-year-olds, so they won't be home to watch this or have time or give a shit. Right. So we're gonna make sure that we have the right content at the right time for the right people, and it's condensed and easier uh, because everyone needed an excuse to sit and drink at home, and we became that excuse for thousands of people when uh, we did it. Right. You know, like, yeah. oh, hey, I'm gonna watch this, this drink club and also drink a fifth. <laughs> but, yeah, it um, like justifies drinking alone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I know, that's, yeah. that is actually something I'm remembering. It did, I mean, people yeah, were commenting constantly, like, oh my God, this is great, I'm drinking this. That's why we would ask, what are you drinking? So people felt engaged. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, They would yeah. comment what they were drinking. They opened up a bottle of blah, 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 you know, yeah. or they're sipping on blah, blah, blah cocktail yeah. they made at home because they took a master class on cocktail mixology. Right, you know? right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the fresh bread they made. Yeah. And then they have this- uh, Yeah, my own, my own sourdough brew. yeast that yeah, I just yeah. put together, so. So that's the direction we're going, uh, but we took a nice little hiatus because it's it was better to take a pause on content than to just like barf content. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so keep keep uh, an eye and an ear out. And yeah, you guys will see some good stuff. And where can we we uh, find you? Well, I mean, socialdistancedrinkingclub.com is still a thing, and then nice. you guys can find us on the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the YouTubes. Nice. Yeah, okay. I love it. By well, the way, guys, Insta Jams, buy that domain. <laughs> Somebody owns that already. <laughs> ah, it's impossible. Of course. It's like if you tried to look up PandaExpress.com right now, it's no, gone, right? right? You're right. So, no, you know, there was one I just recently <laughs> looked. Yeah, you're right. It's but, crazy. Oh, and by the way, I, I, I do own IamABartender.com. So if anybody <laughs> wants to come with a lucrative <laughs> offer on that, uh, we can do that. Or let's, let's if you outside. want a, an email. <laughs> Well, according uh, to GoDaddy, Matt, it's valuated at over two thousand eight hundred dollars. Yeah, it's valuated over. Yes, I buy domains all the time. This yeah. is great. Yeah. I, own, I, I own I Oaxaca it. Wednesday, and uh, I, I tried to buy Mezcal Monday. It's gone. But I have OaxacaWednesday.com. So I there at the bar there was a uh, stripper um, <laughs> who was talking about stripper fights, and I was like. I'm buying stripperfights.com. Is it, oh, was it fuck taken? Yeah. No. No? Oh, my God. Oh, that's Bum perfect. fights was a thing so in the 90s anybody, and 2000s. Dude, stripperfights.com, so we can if talk. If stripperfights.com is not also, already stripperfights.com dollars right? Here's what's great about stripper uh, fights. Stripperfights.com. It passes the Bechtel test. It does pass the Bechtel test. And it's empowering. So let's yeah. make that happen, guys. You either buy it or we're going to make something out of it. Matt, well, uh, we know now. We I know appreciate the uh, the free pr- uh, promotion that we're giving to our uh, oh. you know nine people. And <laughs> I think it's serendipitous that you came this week. Tell uh, me why. Yusuf, because I finally received, after about seven months. Shut up. A Fernet Branca challenge coin. Shut the front door right now. Shut. This is easily the fucking coolest. Wait, it's an Arizona coin. This is the fucking coolest thing that could have possibly happened today. I was going to send that off. Are you fucking fucking serious? Yeah. Where did you get this? I got it off a little website called eBay. Dude. Oh my god, you just made my fucking year. Like, this is, oh yeah, this is great. Just so everybody knows, 
screaming my jeans right now. <laughs> and that's not because they're tight, skinny jeans on my fat it's, ass. This is, this is, guys, the theme of this show is cream jeans. Coin. I might yes. cry. This I might actually cry. Challenge coin, for those of you who don't know, challenge coins. Um, what is that, man? Kind of, uh, they they, oh they come God. from the military. Um, if you're what? with one of your military <laughs> brethren, you throw out your challenge coin and if they don't have their challenge coin, they owe you a drink. If they do, then uh, you owe oh, them man. a drink. And Fernet has taken it upon themselves to uh, put out these challenge coins, and they've got many different editions. Um, and uh, so it, on one one por- part of the coin, it says uh, Fernet Branca, and it's got the uh, Fernet uh, label without the eagle, uh, kind of the, the black globe. And then on this one, on the back, it, it has Arizona. I, I believe that's the uh, Grand Canyon with an eagle flying above it. And uh, the Colorado River so, flowing through it. So, so to uh, to my uh, to my dear friend Matt James, I say many thanks. To my dear friend oh, no. now in person, Justin, I say thank you as well for having me I'm on here. your show. But uh, to a, to a, to a friend of mine who will appreciate knowing that I finally have one of these, the asshole that I introduced to Fernet, but still won't admit that I introduced him, has twelve of these fucking coins. Oh wow. Uh, well, what? he plays in the NFL, so oh, apparently okay, they yeah. just hand him out to you like candy if you're a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> if you play offensive line, you you, you can That's just pretty much, yeah. you know, just so, go, hey, so I, will, I want a Fernet coin, and whoever has a Fernet coin will give it to you. This That's is, also part of a challenge coin. When somebody who's 6'5", 320 pounds, yeah. you give them Oh, yeah, you've uh, met him. Whatever. He came out yeah, and saw absolutely. you. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Earl came out and saw you. I forgot about that. I sent him straight to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you guys. So this is incredible, man. Thanks for I mean, being this, on, man. I, I look forward to doing this again. We'll have to figure yeah. out a way to do this remotely at, at the very least. And then also yeah. uh, I'll, I'll make my way back here. For some reason, flights from Phoenix to Seattle are cheap. I'm just going to have oh, to crash super house. cheap into like just going to Everett. <laughs> I'll come stay at your place. It's right above the bar, right? Absolutely. Done deal. A couch. Ca- couch and an ice maker. Yeah. There's no reverse osmosis. Guys, every airport <laughs> to uh, Phoenix is uh, like costing nothing. Every airport? Airport? Everett. Today? Everett, Everett. Air, the, the airport over in Everett. Everett. Oh, what, it was the airport. It's right there near Everett. Um, you know Painfield. Yeah, Painfield. Painfield to uh, Arizona to is like, Skyheart. might as well just be taking the fucking metro. Can I can I drop one little bit before we wrap this yeah, thing up? Do. Joe Rogan can go fuck himself. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I just think that's a good way to end the podcast. Hey, guys, I, I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan. Yeah. Personally, You're a big actually. fan of Ivermectin while you're at it, too? Nah, I just, just like him it. as a person. I, I mean, I don't judge anyone over their like any of their proclivities. I just like the Joe Rogan. You know, he has like a, a vibe I like. I'm a fan of his radio, COVID. and that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm where sure I you're, I'm sure we're all going to get COVID at some point soon. But I'm going to get my Vax booster shot. Are you not vaxxed? Well, I no, haven't got a Vax booster. yet. No, I'm going to get my Vax booster <laughs> shot, everyone, and you sh- all should as well, because even if it doesn't do anything, it's going to make us feel like it does something, and that's half the battle, and I feel that way. Who doesn't like a little boost? I like boost. I like uh, boost. But- I like, uh, yeah, everything that we're doing right now, too, by the way. Hey, Matt. thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of How to Be a Better Drinker from the Soundcasting Network for my producer, Keith, my friend, compatriot, and bartender Justin Freed. My name is Matt James. I am a bartender, and thank you very much to Yusuf Hawash from the sound, uh, from here. the Social Distance Drinking Club. Pleasure. Check him out, and uh, to all of you, hey, until next week, guys. I say, cheers, cheers. Cue, cue the jazz music. <laughs> <laughs>